I love the flexibility in working in all sorts of places. I'm often moving files around, um, reading my RSS feeds, doing social media, even doing video calls and such while out running errands. So much you can do on your phone these days. But of course, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile, our sponsor. They're America's largest 5G network. So you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Welcome to Something New. We're calling this new segment Throwback Thursday slash Where Are They Now? We're going to do an in-depth look at someone whose story has evolved considerably since we first featured them. Welcome to Cytosol School. My name is Chris Gillibo. Now, last week was our first one of these new features. Uh, it was all about a New York City musician who creates a suite of online resources to learn jazz. His project began as a hobbyist blog and is now a booming multiple six-figure business. Well, today in our second feature, we'll hear from a woman in Denver who originally had an idea to offer private cooking lessons. And that went well, but along the way, she discovered an even bigger opportunity in the world of food tours. When we featured her a while back, her business was already doing gangbusters. It is a stellar example that I often mention, especially in the context of what a local tour business can really be. This is not just small money. This is something that can become sustainable and high profit. But what's happened since? Uh, well, let's hear directly from her. She'll give us some updates, talk about how she's grown, and tell us her biggest challenge. I'll be back at the end to help wrap us up. But without further ado, here is Jessica. My name is Jessica Baumgart. I am in Denver, Colorado, and I was featured in episode 648. So I used to work in communications and marketing um, and sort of went through a quarter life crisis. <laughs> I uh, quit my job and sold everything I owned and went with my husband for a year traveling around the world. And while we were backpacking, we did food tours everywhere we went. We just became hooked. As travelers ourselves, it was our favorite way to explore a new city. Um, and so when we came and moved to Denver, Colorado, I was working as a private chef. I was involved in the food scene here and just thought, what a great way to show off the city's thriving food scene and the restaurants that are opening up every day here in Colorado. Um, so launched it originally thinking maybe one or two days a week, I would bring some people around to local restaurants and talk about what was going on in Denver's food scene. And um, in the past two years, have seen it grow to seven days a week and a full staff of food tour guides and lots of new restaurants and new challenges. A lot has changed um, in the last year. Like every entrepreneur, I'm just like riding the wave sometimes, it feels like with my business. Um, but since we talked last year, a lot of growth, which has been amazing. Um, when we checked in last, I was seeing about 300 to 350 guests on our food tours every month. Um, which is sort of how I measure what, what we're doing month by month. Right now, um, we've grown to between 550 and 700 guests a month. Um, so almost doubled um, from the first year to the second. Um, and that has presented all sorts of new challenges and exciting growth opportunities. Um, I expanded my staff. Um, so at the beginning, I was guiding a lot of the food tours myself. Um, then I had one to two guides. Now I have a team of seven um, food tour guides who are running my tours seven days a week here in Denver. 
Um, we launched a new tour in a different neighborhood. Um, that helped us grow um, a little bit as well. So in terms of revenue, the last time we checked in, we were seeing about twenty to 25000 a month in revenue, and now we're closer to 35,000 to 40,000 a month um, in total revenue. So that's been great, Um, a lot going on there. Um, With the new staff, our margins have decreased. So that's something we've seen financially happen over the business, Um, just in hiring more people and outsourcing more things. Because with, with the growth in the number of guests that we're seeing every month, there's just, it's not possible for me to tour 600 people a month. (laughs) So the team has grown quite a bit. Um, I've also outsourced um, some other areas of the business, like I hired an administrative person to help on the weekends. So that's where we are now. My biggest challenge right now is scaling the business without compromising quality. I think like any business owner or like any micro business owner, a sole proprietor, um, you go from having total control and it's your baby, right? I mean, my side hustle was my my baby and now it's like my main hustle. Um, and it's really difficult for me to delegate and let other people handle that. Um, but there's no way for us to grow um, and for me not to be able to do that. So that's probably my biggest challenge is navigating all of the new issues that come up with an increased number of guests per month. They're one of the fastest growing sectors of the tourism market. Um, So I know I get a lot of emails from people saying, hey, I want to launch a food tour in my city. Um, How do I go about doing X, Y, Z? My general advice for people launching tours is you have to love the details. Um, You have to love the operations side of the business. You have to love, um, you know, all those little pieces that keep the trains running on time and the experience smooth and effortless for both your guests and your partners. I think a lot of people like tours or, or tour businesses because they're like, oh, I love food. So I want to launch a food tour, which is great. You do have to love food because you're going to be talking about it all day, every day. And you have to be willing to do things that you don't think are necessarily fun or sexy. Um, like you have to be able to you know, sit down and look through a commercial liability insurance policy in detail. But my advice is always, you know, do a deep dive on the details. Make sure you're really committed to the operational side of running the business because that is what will keep you in business, I believe, over time. Having great customer service, having a really strong staff. I think, especially with tour businesses, Guides are everything. Um, For the most part, the only person they're going to see that represents you and your business is the the tour guide. Um, So I always take a lot of care and intention to hiring those people and making sure I have the right people representing um, the business who are going to be really fun and love people and love food um, and not just be kind of like a part-time person that will phone it in. Um, And the same goes for people running their own tours as well. I know plenty of food tour operators that never hire another guide. They, they guide their own tours. They're like sole business um, owner of one, which is perfectly fine. Um, As long as you can really sustain the excitement and the passion and the level um, of excellence with your tours when it's maybe your 500th or 600th time talking about that tasting or that restaurant. Um, I would like to, 
create more systems where I can take myself out of the business um, when I want to. I love my business so much. I never want to get to the point where I um, completely am not involved um, as some business owners are. But my goal is to kind of set things up so that I can take you know, extended periods where I travel. I mean, I, I started this business because I loved to travel so much and was food touring all over the world. And I don't have a single international trip on my calendar in the next year, which makes my blood boil. I know I need to have it. I need to have my passport out at some point, you know, um, for me to feel like a sane human being. Um, so that's a personal goal for me. If I could learn one new skill and just download it to my brain, it would be SEO for my website, a hundred percent. Because as people learn who are who are launching tours, especially food tours, there are a lot of third-party websites that will sell your tours for you, like TripAdvisor Experiences or Viator, Airbnb Experiences, Expedia, Get Your Guide. You know, there are all sorts of, of websites that will sell your tours for you. They're also going to take a nice big commission <laughs> for that sale. So a tour as a tour operator, you always want to get people coming directly to you, to your website. Um, and I think SEO is just like witchcraft and sort of magical. And for the people that really know how to do it, well, it's a way to um, succeed so quickly um, on the internet. So that's something I'm slowly teaching myself with the help of uh, an SEO expert. But if I could download that into my brain today, I would do it in a heartbeat. Thank you so much, Jessica. Amazing. Uh, really wonderful to hear how much your business has grown, uh, even since we first featured it, which was pretty incredible at the time. But now she's got this full staff. She's got close to half a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, and she's really building this solid foundation. Now, as she mentioned, her profit margin has gone down a bit. Um, I just wanted to pick up on that. Smaller margins are not uncommon as you grow. Because what happens essentially is you, you need to really invest in infrastructure. And you realize that you can't do everything yourself. And so part of that is either hiring or outsourcing, delegating, somehow getting help, essentially. And, you know, in her case, she mentioned, you know, she was touring 300 people a month. And now she's touring 700 plus. So this kind of growth is not simple or easy. You almost have to acquire a whole new set of skills, you know, to go from, you know, whatever a good amount of income is. I mean, it was a very good amount of income when we first featured her. Uh, but now, obviously, to go to something much bigger than that, um, it's not simple or easy, requires a different set of skills. Now, you also heard her advice, uh, learn SEO and avoid dependence on other sites or platforms wherever possible. And not just avoiding dependence, but creating independence wherever you can. When your business gets to a certain size, the cracks start to emerge. I am very familiar with this. Whenever my business grows, you know, things are working pretty well at a very low level or at a mid-level. But then the things that I used to do in a day are taking a week. I've got way too many manual processes. And so if that's you, well, guess what? You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle, 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs and one efficient system with that one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com hustle. That's netsuite.com slash hustle to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash hustle.
few years ago, I was an Airbnb host. I owned a rental property, two of them, in fact, that welcomed guests from around the world. And it was a really interesting experience. I was interested in it from the side hustle perspective. I wanted to kind of diversify assets and also just wanted to try something. I like to experiment and such. And of course, I loved the flexibility of it. Uh, if you're interested in Airbnb, it's good for somebody who is frequently traveling, somebody who has extra space, somebody who has a seasonal house, or perhaps somebody who's always away at the same time of year for some kind of tradition, holiday event, or work situation. Check it out for yourself. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I am grateful to Jessica for her advice, for her transparency, and helping us kick off this new segment, along with Brent last week. And the next time you're in Colorado, maybe you want to check out a delicious Denver food tour. That is the brand she's going under now. Uh, you can find it at deliciousdenverfoodtours.com. We will, of course, link it up on the show notes page, which happens to be sidehustleschool.com slash 1118. 2020 is our year of interaction. If you have a question, if you would like to update us about your side hustle, if you have an idea about who we should feature in our next Throwback Thursday segment, if you would like a regularly priced food tour, you know, pay regular price, get one regular food tour, for all those things, or at least most of them, come to sidehustleschool.com slash questions. We will be highlighting and answering them throughout the year, uh, along with updates from other listeners as they launch their projects. I'm so glad you're here. Be sure to do one thing today to get closer to a goal you believe in. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.